Rink wide left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in to Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace Millard, Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... couple of times in the last couple of days get to hang out with some players be around the athletes be around the vgk and watch the vgk how about the page that we turned this weekend you guys excited about this yes yep that excited. wasn't very emphatic ryan like you, you kind of sounded well, I, like like you're, you're just kind of lukewarm it doesn't sound like you're excited <sighs> come on well it, i mean darren kind of like just hung it out there in a very weird way Come on, this is great. I mean, we had Fan Fest last week around the players, <laughs> around the spectators, around the VGK faithful. Well, I got to hang out with Papa Lou, got to see Stephanie, got to see uh, mm-hmm. some of our favorites, and, and then the players. And this weekend, three games at the rookie tournament in Arizona, a contract extension or signing for uh, a what we consider to be a major storyline around this franchise. And then we go into main camp this week. And that is another big step towards uh, getting back to normal is a training camp with exhibition games. It's uh, I, I, I admit the first two weeks getting back into the rhythm was fun. It was, it was actually more enjoyable just to hang out with you guys than just the, the pure hockey talk. Like, we'd covered a lot of things. But just to be back in the swing of things and hanging out with you guys w- was good. Mm-hmm. But this, now this feels real with training camp uh, in a couple of days. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, you know, I, I kind of sent out that, that text about, hey, we're going to be doing a pregame show in six days. When can we test lines? When can we get into the building? When can we make sure that everything's ready to go? Because in six days, we've got a game. And, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of in that headspace right now where you, you start to work on, on just getting back into the swing of, of that aspect of it, of doing the pregame show, of, of making sure that you're ready with your talking points and making sure that you're ready to go into an 82-game season. So, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, it kind of crept up on us quicker than I think we all imagined it would. Uh, but I'm glad that it's here. I cannot wait for Sunday. I cannot wait for preseason game number one and live hockey and being in the building for it. A week from today, we will open up the phone lines as we do every Monday in the first block to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week from today, we will be able to reflect on the opening exhibition game, the first exhibition game with true experimental factors like 
playing some rookies, playing some different guys, not the the tune-up game that we saw in the bubble uh, prior to uh, the return to play uh, a couple of years ago. This will be uh, what Pete DeBoer will classify as his first real opportunity to adjust things and and try some things out. So that's that's one week from today. Today, we open up the phone lines at 702-876-1340. Give us a shout. Let us know whether or not you watch some of the rookie tournament, listen to some of the rookie tournament. It was on Fox Sports Las Vegas today. Uh, Friday night's game was uh, was also carried on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Team went one and two over the course of the weekend. Or just your overall thoughts on Nolan Patrick signing a two-year deal. Or if it just feels real for you, uh, 702-876-1340. Brian McCormick is going to join us, the uh, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. He was in Arizona. He called all three games. Uh, He is going to uh, bring us some of his reflections on what he witnessed. Uh, The VGK also held their annual VGK Foundation Golf Classic today. Uh, Brian uh, uh, was uh, doing his thing in Arizona, and Chris Chapman was out at the golf course over at Bears Best. Uh, saw him there. He uh, he was not hard to spot with his shirt, which I'm uh, still wearing the same oh, shirt, by the way. I, yeah. I, I, I know. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, oh no! Tr- okay. Trust me, we will get to that. Uh, but let's go to the phone line. So, who do we have to start off today's program? Mike. Oh, Stephanie. We you got to write it higher than, than like 12 fonts. It's literally at the top of the page. I well, you, this way you held it up at the last second. Stephanie! Hi! Hey, hey how, was, uh, how was Fan Fest for you? I know you were running around with skating lessons and all kinds of things. You know, I, I got there and I got to uh, meet you and I got to meet Dan Duba, so that was a, like a big highlight for me. I was really excited because it's like putting a voice that I listen to all the time to, to a face was really fun. Had you never and, met Dan before? Have I what? Never met Dan before? I would not met Dan before, yeah. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so, it was really cool. It was, it was really cool hearing his voice, especially in person, because he's just been this ubiquitous radio sound that I hear all the time. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he's, he's like... Um, uh, what are those those cartoons where where you hear the big voice coming out of this this body, and you're like, how does that happen? How does that cool voice come out of that body? Because he's he he looks like a conservative gentleman. He's uh, looks older than he than he actually is. He's way more mature than he should be for his age. And then you hear him speak, and you're like, oh, that's a cool voice. <laughs> and he looked so casual because he just had on like the fan fest t shirt yeah. and was just walking around. It was just really cool to like be in an atmosphere where people were just mingling and enjoying that the nights were about to start their season. So what are you thinking right now? Well, you know, I thought something that would be fun, because we had the rookie uh, games this weekend, if you guys could maybe do something like a three stars from mm. the, the weekend or anybody that you're really excited to see maybe make the team after seeing them at rookie camp or something. Something like that. I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one, and then Ryan can give you two. Uh, and we appreciate hmm. the call. There's Stephanie uh, on with us as we open up the phone lines for you. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. I know that Mike's coming up next, but my my star is uh, Pavel Dorofiev. He just he popped for me uh, the, in the in the games that he played this weekend. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, you know it's it's always interesting for me because when I when I watch these games, I, I watch them with uh, just a, a lens looking toward not necessarily this year, but but beyond 
two years down the road, three years down the road. Um, Dorfeyev was very, very good. Jack Dugan, to me, is one of those players that you, you recognize the talent. It's there. It's in front of you. He's able to, to, to see things, do things that other players on the ice simply don't do. Uh, the only thing with Jack is, is that I want to see him develop a little bit more of a shot-first mentality. There were a couple of plays over the course of the weekend where if he just shoots the puck, I think it opens up some lanes, some, some different things for him. But I, I liked Jack Dugan. Tell you uh, what, uh, just on Dugan, just before you yeah. go any further, shot yeah. first mentality and one-timer. If he can add a one-timer yeah. to his game, and that's going to be a little bit of a refrain as we work through training camp. I'm going to bring it up with another player. If you can add that one-time presence, it not only uh, aids to the shot first mentality, but it's even more surprising because the goaltender and the defense automatically thinks you're going to collect it and dish it or collect it and yeah. then shoot it. So uh, I think that's something that Jack Dugan, uh, if he can add that to his toolbox, boy, great. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It, it's about just kind of adding another layer to his game, and I think when he does, he's going to be a player that's that's very good and, and quite productive and can do so and be so at the NHL level. And then, you know, Zach Hayes, for me, is is one of those guys that, you know, going into this tournament, uh, it, it's just one of those things where you, you notice a steady defenseman that makes the right play more often than not. For me, when it comes to the Golden Knights and looking ahead, two, three years down the road, you look at kind of where they're going to need a defenseman to step in. They've got a ton of guys that can put the puck in the back of the net, offensive upside, all that is there. But at some point, you do need more steady, stay-at-home type guys that are going to be able to fill some roles. And that's what I thought Zach Hayes was able to kind of prove so far over the course of that weekend. Yeah, and that is something Bob Lowe is, the guru of the amateur scouting side, talked to Brian McCormick Mm -hmm. about today was Zach Hayes' yeah. development uh, from uh, a couple of years ago. And he said, hey, like, if people if people progress in two years, the, all the, the first-year camp guys, uh, like Dean, like Cormier, if, if they all progress the way Hayes has since his last camp, yeah. things are looking uh, really good. Back to the phone lines. By the way, if you're leaving Bears Best right now, you're leaving the golf course after the VGK uh, Charity Classic, uh, give us a call. Let us know uh, who you played with, uh, what kind of day it was. Uh, uh, a lot of fun uh, had out there uh, this morning and then into this afternoon. 702-876-1340. Let's go to Mike. Hi, guys. Uh, let me speak to the point. I'll get on my soapbox for a moment. Of about 500 people or less. I know it's not a great majority, but it's a, it's some important people that that I love dearly. Those are the people who, whatever, for whatever reason, go to as many practices mm-hmm. as they possibly can. And we're really, really nervous about where are they going to do it. I mean, it, Thursday is the first practice. Let's uh, establish that. Okay. Two years ago, there was no question. We were all there. And they've already put down the mandates, the mask mandates for T-Mobile. This is a crowd of less than 600 people, so Governor Sisolak has no interest in it. Why aren't we allowed in practice would be my question. Well, there hasn't been a practice yet. So well, will we be? I, that I don't know, but I can tell you this, okay? And this is a little bit... I'm kind of going off script here, and if my boss is listening, uh, don't be nervous. (laughs) 
I kind of I kind of know I kind of know where uh, where I'm going with this, but I'm also gonna I'm also gonna put in uh, a little bit of uh, information that uh, I got from players and and different people in and around uh, the hockey operation side of it. Uh, it's in uh, the VGK's interest to have you there, Mike. Like they 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 want to have you there. If they can have you there, they will have you there. The only issue is doing it in a safe and orderly fashion that protects both you and the players and all the other hockey personnel uh, and media that are in that uh, in that arena. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that there's a plan, uh, an announcement coming. There certainly will be a declaration before Thursday whether or not fans are permitted in for training camp or fans are are going to be held out uh, for the initial couple of skates. Uh, You will be able to watch it. If if fans aren't allowed in, I'm pretty sure we're going to stream it. I know it's not the same. I, I, Mike, no. I, appreci- I appreciate that that it's not the same. Uh, I, I do because even when I'm doing the stream, uh, like there's part of me that wants to be in, in the actual rink and, and watching. So I, I feel your uh, your your desire there. Uh, but the, the the secondary part of this is uh, I was talking to a couple of uh, players, and uh, these are newer players. And they talked, uh, one, one player who had been around for a couple of years was telling the others how amazing it is to have the environment at practice with you mm-hmm. and the 500 others uh, that attend practice regularly. And, uh-huh. and how it's amazing to be, uh, not only have that energy, but if you screw up, you hear it. If you do something great. You feel it, uh, and and it just adds another level uh, to everything about practice. So uh, from a, from a, a organizational standpoint, hey, uh, more people in the building, whether it's practice or games, is great to see the enthusiasm, and that's that's certainly the goal to get back to well, normal. From a player I perspective, they can't wait to have you back in the building. It's been a long time to have you back at City National Arena for a practice. They want you there. So, But it just has to be done in an orderly and um, compliant fashion with all the rules that uh, have been set up. And, and there are occasions where sometimes it's just not able to, to happen. That, that said, I'm hopeful that, that it does happen Thursday, and if it doesn't happen Thursday, then it happens uh, fairly shortly uh, afterwards. But you've been heard, Mike, and, yes. and, I, and I will pass it along. Uh, if my boss is not listening right now, and he usually does listen, because I know that, because I know when I screw up, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hear it, uh, which I should. Uh, so if my boss is not listening, I will make sure that I take it to him uh, uh, tonight and tomorrow. All right? Tell, tell them we'll wear a hazmat suit if we have to. We don't care. <laughs> I, I, hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't come to that. And uh, like masks are, are part of the reality right now. So right. masks are going to be uh, mandated. I have to wear a mask in the building uh, when I'm at City National Arena. We all have to, whether you're you're vaxxed or not. But uh, but hopefully we can get everybody in there. Look, Pete DeBoer's never ran a practice in that environment before, and right. and, and I would think that he'd be chomping at the bit to uh, to do to do something like that. And and have real the, quick, have it the was energy. a concern yeah. for some of the people that I talked to that Coach DeBoer didn't want us in practice. That no. is not true. No, though. no. 
I, okay. I, I don't like to speak for Pete, and I admonish Ryan for uh, getting in Pete's grill when uh, when Pete's driving around town and, and Ryan offers his coaching uh, philosophies. Uh, but I, I, I will speak for Pete in this regard that uh, that is not true. Uh, Pete would love to, to have... You and the uh, the other supporters uh, in City National Arena. That is absolutely one hundred percent a fact. That uh, that yeah, it, it adds it adds something to the to the workouts, and it doesn't happen in every market. I can tell you that. And no, uh, I know I'm, that. I'm, 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 I, it's one of the special things about being here. And and Pete's on board with that. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, I'll, I'll pass it along. Uh, we got a line open, uh, 702-876-1340. Uh, give us a call. Uh, that, that's, when, when everybody's back in the building at City National Arena for a practice or a morning skate and the flag's flying, that will be a pretty significant step in, in getting there and getting to that yeah. place. But it's interesting, like what, what the different innuendos. Like Mike, I'm glad he brought it up about about Pete because that's like he wants. He there's nothing about him that that uh, doesn't want people there. No, I, I mean I think that it, this is something that's kind of as you mentioned doesn't necessarily happen in other markets. It, it, to me, it feels like a very unique. Um, instance to Vegas in which the the fans show up and they are a consuming practice and they have that energy and I think that it rubs off obviously on the players the players like it they enjoy being in that atmosphere um, and it it's part of what makes Vegas special so I I'm I'm hopeful that we get there at some point here soon because as you mentioned watching a practice with a full building and fans engaged in drills it just doesn't – you can't really beat that at any point in time ever. Back to the phones. Tony, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, Ryan, I'm not sure. I'm sure Amanda's has probably mentioned me. Um, one of your stepdaughter's original godfathers from back in the day. Um, What's going on, buddy? I just want to say to you guys that uh, – I'm one of the employees at T-Mobile, and the buzz around this whole getting everything ready for the preseason and all that is insane. This is my first year there. So it's not just, you know, you guys getting excited about the season and all that. It's everybody, the T-Mobile arena, security, all those guys. We're ready. We're ready for this to go. Tony, Tony, I was, I, there's part of me that, that when you said it's, it's insane, uh, part of me is like, um, good insane? Or bad insane. <laughs> which which where which way are we going on this? So I'm glad I'm glad you clarified it. Give me give me an example. Give me uh, a thought uh, on on where you're going with this. Uh, right now, I mean, like we have a bunch of events going on. So I don't I don't know if you guys have seen the schedule or not. We have the concert on Friday, then we have UFC on Saturday, and then the, and then hockey, and everybody's just chomping. And we just want to get the hockey in, get that going. This I mean, it's going to be a crazy weekend for us, but it's going to be. I'm ready for Sunday. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Is we're all Sunday to get to get the guys back in the building, to get the fans back in the building, get this thing going. So it's your first uh, first go around over at T-Mobile for a hockey season. It is. What are you it What is. are you doing there? Give me uh, Give me the inside scoop on, on what you're doing and uh, and where we can come and say hi to you. Um, I'm actually conversions. I do uh, ah. some concerts, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you done a full takedown from from a rink to concert 
Uh, we just went from iHeart to hockey, and then we're going to be so we can do the ice maintenance, and then we're going to do go back into it, go back into concert mode on Friday. How long did it take you? Uh, about eight hours or so. And that was you just did that by yourself, like nobody helped you. You just did the whole thing <laughs> right. in eight yeah, hours no, by yourself. No, I have a we have, we have a great group of guys, and then we have some hot some uh, some other hands that come in and help uh, us. But yeah, we. Uh, we all work well. We all we're ready for this, so we're we're good. I want to go down. I want to go down a path because I've, I've we've all watched like the time lapse of uh, with their Staples Center or MSG where they change and they they play a basketball game or a hockey game in the afternoon and they switch it around and, and they do the other sport uh, at night and how crazy it is. Well, what was your job and what was the what was the thing that you were curious about and what jumped out at you in doing the conversion from uh, from concert to over to ice? Uh, from concert to ice, I mean, it's, I just, I want to be part of the show, really, is what it comes down to. Um, just something bigger for me. I have a military background, so something bigger for me to get involved in. Yeah. Um, something, you know, just get, get the show on the road, you know, put on that show for the fans. But, you know, hockey's been a big part of my life since uh, I can remember. I was always a Pittsburgh fan growing up in Ohio and then coming back. Out here, I followed, followed Flurry out here and became a fan of VGK. And then now we're Flurryless, but you know, the allegiance is still there. Hey, so. that, that glass is heavier than it looks, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. And, uh, and eight hours, and then do you go have a nap or do you like go for a cold beer? Personally, I go home and go to bed. I don't drink. So, yeah. Nice. You and, I, you and I can hang out, and then uh, we'll do that. We'll go have our uh, our uh, Bud Zeros or uh, whatever Heineken Zeros. Uh, Tony, thanks for this. Uh, keep calling us, okay? I want to know how yeah, your sure. how your year goes. Yep. If, if I see you in the building, I'll holler at you. Please, uh, and uh, and make sure you track down. We'll be up in the flight deck. Uh, make sure you come and track down Ryan. Yes, sir. Thank you. There's Tony, uh, part of the uh, transition crew, conversion crew. That is Over. such a cool job. Like like. I'm always fascinated at how quick they're able to get things changed. And the, the funny thing is I was talking to one of the, the uh, crew members a couple of years ago, and they were getting ready for a Bon Jovi concert. Mm-hmm. He was playing the very next night, and I did not know this, but apparently Bon Jovi is not a fan of the color pink. So they had to cover up all the pink <laughs> in the entire arena. And obviously T-Mobile. That's, that's urban legend. No, no, no th- way. This is what a member of the crew told me. So you're calling that member a liar? There's no way you had to cover up all the pink hold because Bon this, Jovi on, doesn't like on. pink. Chat, Chapman, do you do you know this person? It was, like, uh, yes, I, actually, actually, I do. I do know this person personally. Okay. So you could get them on the show? So that they can defend their uh, honor. I, I'm, to I don't Darren need Malone. to do that. No, I don't need to go that route. Okay. But I, I, I will say that the three of us probably do know this person. I'm telling oh, okay, you, Bon Jovi's a John Bon Jovi's a cool guy. I'm sure he is. He's from he's from New Jersey. That, he's not, that's he's that's not just like a given. Cover up all the pink inside. That's that's like yeah. No, Darren, Van because Halen. because cool guys because cool guys don't have riders. Come on, let's 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 be real here. But do you do you think somebody would would really worry about that? And and add in the yeah. fact that it's yeah, dark. Yeah, I do. I do in think a, people in a concert would, would. ring. It's like the old Van Halen. Take out the brown M and M's. Well, that I get. 
Why? It's an M and M. You ever had a brown M and M? They all taste oh, the same to me. They no. taste exactly the same. <laughs> it's just, Every it's, single M and M tastes exactly the same. It's just like the orange Fruit Loops. Ugh. What? Ugh. I don't eat Fruit Loops, so I Captain I, Crunch. I'm, I'm a big Captain Crunch you, guy. You're losing us all on this, Darren. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Do you guys believe John Bon Jovi would go to that length? I do. Yes. I'm gonna find yeah. out. Yeah. Do that. And, I then, want, and then when I want your contact. Okay. <laughs> I, I, they, they might actually be listening to the show. You never know. Awesome. Call up. We don't give us give us a pseudonym. Give us like the uh, the anthem singer last week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old Christmas tree oh, uh, anthem God. singer. Uh, I still have that. In wh- here, whoever <laughs> whoever Perfect. gave that information, if you're listening right now about John Bon Jovi forcing uh, them to at T-Mobile to cover up all the areas that were exposed with the color pink let me know or if it, or if you told Chapman that as a joke and he <laughs> fell for it no i, I definitely don't clarify. think it was a joke now, you know what now i'm going to well, google how do you know because I, I i don't think this person would make what, a joke why, like that about me no why 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 are you going to google it just get in contact with your person that's it just do just that. go do that chapman I will. I will see what what I can Is find he out. Googling right oh now? yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's furiously <laughs> yes. pounding the keyboard right now. I I will. I will talk to this. Well, the problem is I may not actually because I don't have their phone number, so I may not be able to actually talk to this person because we may not be allowed back down in the bowels of T-Mobile Arena after games to 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 get this person to to tell Millard. Well, you you that's your fault. But there, there is a possibility I may see this person somewhere else. So, so uh, I, I will work diligently to get this person to verify my story. You know what he's doing Hold right on. now. Hold on, can I, can Ryan? I just say, can I just say, my confidence <laughs> in this story is now waning quite a bit. Yes. Why? Dang it! I, because you Chapman, wanted, you like, wanted to believe I him, just, didn't you? You do. I do want to believe you. You do believe me. I do believe you. Rock, listen, yes. Rock, yes. Rock I would stars. feel way more comfortable. I, but here's the thing. I would feel way more comfortable if it was just a matter of, yeah, I've got my contact. I'm just going to cold call them in the break, and they'll tell me the but story. But I don't, I don't have fine. their phone number. You need to work on that, bud. Uh, Get the phone number. If you're going to throw stuff out Listen, like I, that, you've got to be able to defend I, it. I think this person would not lie to me about that. I, I, I talked to this person quite a bit after games, and I, I think this person was being honest with me. Can you I'm tell to when somebody's lying to you? Yes. I, I, I think I'm a pretty good detector of, of the old uh, lies. Because I lie to you all the time. I know. And you never catch on. Well, I let you go. I, I let you have um, your fun. You know what he's furiously <laughs> uh, doing? He's moved on from the Googling. He's now on Bon Jovi's Wikipedia page typing <laughs> typing that in. <laughs> So, so he can say, so he can say that uh, John Bon Jovi doesn't like the, the the color pink. That is famously ridiculous. Famously, John Bon Jovi had all the pink removed from T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> they had to cover it up. It wasn't it wasn't removed. They just had to cover Updated. it up. September nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Today's September twentieth. I see. I don't know the date. I don't even. I. Stand with that. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we continue, we'll hook up with Brian McCormick, who is on a flight either just landing or is about to land 
because I don't think he's landed just yet. So we're going to get him freshly off the plane from Arizona after calling the three rookie camp games for the VGK. Give you an idea of uh, what went down. Then we have their top five at five coming up at five o'clock and some uh, interesting news coming out of the weekend to pass along in our VGK one-timers. We love the color pink around here and we're not buying Chapman's story. No chance of that. Uh, It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Fox Sports Las Vegas, VGK Insider Show. I'm going to admit, had a pretty good day. Darren Millard here. Was at the rink for a while. I was at the golf course for a while. Got to see my kids for a while. Now I'm talking hockey for a while. I watched hockey for a while. Like, it was a pretty good day. For, for middle of September. Uh, Ryan Wallace out of the homestead. Chris Chapman here as well. A vindicated Chris Chapman, by the way. Yes. But but here's a guy that got to live a day. Calling NHL hockey prospect tournament. And then flying on charter aircraft right back after the game. Like, you, my friend, are living the high life. Here's Brian McCormack, the voice of the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, who's freshly... Uh, off the airplane, onto the tarmac, and then probably into his car uh, after calling the three games for the VGK Prospects Tournament in Arizona. How was it? Well, thanks, Darren. I, I appreciate it. It's been a full day. Uh, they were probably going to make me fly southwest back or something like that, but then I said I had to get on the phone with Darren at yes. uh, 4.30. And I said, all right, get him on the charter. So I know. appreciate you. Put me right to the front of the line. Really appreciate that. You, you could be a part of the C group in the boarding process uh, right. with, with Southwest, or you could be an A-lister with my upgrade, or you could be on the charter aircraft because you had to be on the VGK Insider Show, which is exactly what you were. Um, so it was it was a process this weekend. Uh, we, we, we got to see uh, people getting their feet wet after a couple of years, and it was yeah. kind of that way for everybody, but uh, for the VGK side and ended off with, uh, with the victory today. Yeah, you know, it was, it was so much fun, and, uh, you know, for, for me, I had a blast. I got to call hockey games again. We all missed that after a few months away. Um, but also, uh, just, just the way the atmosphere of a tournament like this is there's just so much uh, accessibility for people that I don't even, you know, get to talk to all the time in that kind of forum. So, you know, we had George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon on for, you know, 10, 15 minutes during intermission. Bob Lowe sat down with us again, Will Nickel. Uh, so really a, a great opportunity, for, you know, for our audience, I hope, and then definitely for me to, to sit and learn, uh, you know, what, what goes into the process of these, these kinds of tournaments. And, and more importantly, this is uh, the launching pad for the regular season. You know, George McPhee said today, he says, hey, our season started four days ago. Like, we're, we're off and running. It's full speed ahead from, from here on out. Uh, so, you know, that was, that was great. And for the hockey itself, you know, Darren, you almost have to reprogram your mind. You're so used to looking at, the scoreboard, looking at mistakes, looking at the, the systematic play. Here, there's a bunch of guys who are just learning the systems. You're trying to teach them as much as that you can in three days to get them acclimated and initiated without overwhelming them because a lot of these guys are going to go back to their junior programs. So you're teaching them the things that are going to get them through three games and also you know, what's going to stick a little bit. Um, so you know, for, for that, you want them to play well, and you're looking for, for individuals to have good showings and make good cases for themselves for camps to come or, or to go back to their junior programs, but you're also trying to see, okay, who's improving throughout the weekend? And, you know, there are some players, Bob Lowe said, these kids who were just drafted, and this is their first NHL experience, 
you know, the Golden Knights had the opportunity to play their first game in Gila River Arena. Not everyone had that opportunity, and certainly not everyone had that opportunity on day one. So you go in there, you're pulling an NHL jersey over your over your head. You're in an NHL building, and there's a couple of guys I'm sure looking around. You know, the, the, the staff, the coaching staff said there's some guys who are nervous in, on day one in their their first shift. So who on Friday looked a little bit like they were, you know, uh, snapping themselves into their their current environment, their setting? Like, okay, wow, this is cool, this is weird, I'm nervous, and then try to figure out your own game in the process, and then you come to this afternoon. And who looked like they'd settled down and and they'd understood some of the concepts and uh, you saw more of of their true game. So uh, after the game, Abe Ebro said he thought he, he thought everyone was very very good this weekend on, on the squad. He thought everyone took a step forward and made a good case for themselves in the coming weeks. Uh, and that's that's all you can ask for in a weekend like this. That uh, that was fun for everybody. Not only a jet setter, but also padding his LinkedIn contacts. It is Brian McCormick uh, with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So, Brian, as you leave the weekend uh, and you kind of assess where, where you were at the beginning and where you are now, who were your standouts for the Golden Knights? Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure everybody was really excited to see Zach Dean, who had a goal in his first game, and, and talking with Bob Lowe's and, I'm going to keep referencing these, Darren. Not, I'm not name-dropping. You only need a dustpan to sweep them up. It's because their opinions are more uh, hey, than to, mine. <laughs> as, to borrow a phrase from my buddy Darren Pang, uh, my, my dad always told me uh, not to name-drop, and Wayne Gretzky uh, reiterated that. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, I, I didn't bump into him to the, uh, this week. <laughs> but, but, you know, Bob Lowe said that, he's, you know, Zach Dean had a great first game, scored a goal, uh, and then, you know, the, the second game, still good, but, you know, maybe a little bit of a, of a uh, regression to the mean. And then today, very strong again. So there was ebbs and flows. Uh, Zach Dean looks, looks very good. And, again, it's, it's the hockey sense, it's the vision that they're so excited about with him. And, and that's uh, some of what we saw, especially in game one. Um, what I was fascinated by was seeing guys who, in the Henderson setting that I see all the time, are rookies, were young, were going through some of the same things, that the rookies this weekend did last year when they came to, to Henderson. Like, okay, I'm the low man on the totem pole. I, I want to stay within my game. I want to overexert myself and, and, you know, make a mistake by trying to do too much. Well, in this setting, they were a lot more, they were elder statesmen, and it was something that they, they had more confidence in. So, for example, what jumps to mind for me is Peter Dilibatori. Yeah, it was, was used in every power play situation, but carrying the puck with confidence uh, really serving as a quarterback for, for much of the last two days, power play-wise, I thought he was uh, more confident and more dangerous than uh, he was last spring when he was also very good. But just, again, a different a different backdrop for him to play in. So you saw a little bit of uh, the exciting things that Peter Dilbatore is going to develop into at the pro level. Uh, and similarly for, uh, for Zach Hayes, who, again, last year had the full year in, in Henderson and turned heads so much so that he got an NHL contract out of it. Uh, this weekend, physical, standing up in the neutral zone, he stopped a two-on-one just going at the puck carrier. Like, you right and keep the middle. The guy looked down for a second. Before you know it, you had Zach Hayes in his chest. So there's just a lot of confidence there. So, you know, the, the Silver Knights alumni who were involved this weekend, Jack Dugan had two goals. Jonas Rombierk scored today. He was very good. Everyone was strong. Uh, but there were a couple of those guys who last year were uh, uh, you know, a little lower on the responsibility chart, I suppose. Uh, that it was really interesting to see them with more leadership and, and probably 
a little more comfortable in their own skin than we saw a year ago. So that was uh, that was noticeable to me. Ryan McCormick chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show, uh, freshly back from Arizona, where the Golden Knights went one and two in the rookie tournament uh, this weekend, finishing it off with a victory today against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, this is the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Uh, one of the great quotes that I heard uh, involving an interview that you conducted this weekend was with Manny Vivros, who... Uh, just said, like, wins and losses aren't the end goal here. Like, that's not the primary factor. But that said, it's important because it's part of the organization's DNA. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty telling because there are some teams where they just totally write off the result and it's all about individual evaluations. That wasn't necessarily the case. A hundred percent. And I, you know, kind of snapped my own thinking because I went in there thinking like, of course you want to win. You always want to win, but you know, how much can you expect from these 18 to 20 year old kids that you have been thrown together for a couple of days? It's more important what they do individually. That is absolutely important. Of course. But what many of Ebro said, part of what this weekend is, if you're not going to focus on wins and losses, you know, nobody gets a medal for going three and zero in the tournament, at least as far as I'm aware. Um, if you're not going to focus on that, you're going to focus on, on culture planning that, cultural seed for the players who are going to be sticking around in town and even for the players that go back to to junior for the year that they know what being a golden knight is all about and they know what they need to work hard to aspire to be but as you mentioned many vivero said what they aspire to be is winners that's part of the culture part of the culture is is winning so while you're not going to rake guys over the coals for losing 3-1 in a weekend like this it was important to get a win and it was important for them to understand that hey you know we're all working hard to 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 meet the standard but Part of the job of being in the Vegas Golden Knights organization is also to raise the standard. Uh, so it was important to me, Vibros, that they got a win. I don't think the, the plane ride home would have been any more sullen had they not. But, you know, this whole weekend is about learning lessons in the brief window that, that they have. And that's one of the lessons that needs to be taught. So much focus on the forwards, uh, Peyton Krebs, uh, Nolan Patrick coming in from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, we've talked about Cody Glass uh, before uh, he was uh, sent to Nashville. But but it's been about the forwards for the last nine, ten months. But the blue line uh, for this group and that prospect group uh, on that defensive core, there's a lot there. There is, and, and again, I thought Zach Hayes and Pierre Delibatori were, were super noticeable this weekend, um, but it's, sometimes it's because you're trying to uh, give a more nuanced answer than the obvious. When you look at who fans are really excited to hear about that they maybe didn't know as much about or didn't have as, as great a sample size last year as, as those two, I mean, you know, big things I'm sure a lot of uh, fans expect from Caden Korzak. Caden Korzak was fantastic, and again, another guy who looks like he got two years older in four months. Like, yeah. he's just there's a savvy and a confidence there that that always was there, but again, playing in a different group of peers this weekend, Caden uh, Korzak is just flat out phenomenal. He was paired a lot today with Daniil Cheka. He was a guy who got better and better throughout the weekend. But for a guy his size, he's got great length, great reach, uh, great skating ability to go with that size. Uh, I know talking to scouting staff people, they were very, very happy to get him where they got him. Some thought he might have been a first-rounder, they got him early second. So they were thrilled that he was available when they got him. Uh, you're, you're right, Darren, there's a ton of depth there. Uh, and and for the VGK, one of the good things is, again, looking at the way the blue line stacks up right now on the NHL side, uh, there's no need to rush anybody. 
you know, so that there's an opportunity, whether it be in Henderson or elsewhere, to let these guys get really, really comfortable in the system and in their in their game. Uh, but but right now you've got a bunch of young, recently drafted guys uh, that all have, I think, top top four potential, or at the very least, can can offer one of the, you know the critical role that every NHL team needs at some point. Uh, it, it was a lot of a lot of back end talent, and and it looked uh, it looked polished this week. You know, we look at the scoreboard. A lot of the damage done against the VGK this weekend was on special teams, and it's we talk about the X's and O's of a short weekend like this. It's hard to criticize anybody. Oh, the penalty kill. Wait, didn't you guys work on that? Like, well, yeah, a little bit yesterday. But like George McPhee said some of these teams had full development camps. The VGK didn't. They had a practice before they took off. They went there and, you know, they went over the penalty kill, and then they got to try it out about 16 times in two games. So I bet the boys have it down for next time they come in contact with the, uh, the information. Uh, but at five on five, it was a, it was a very competitive group. Uh, and you're absolutely right. The, the back end looked very polished uh, to me. Kenny Holland, when he was with the Detroit Red Wings, used to call it, uh, we want players overripe. And that's the yeah. opportunity that uh, that the VGK have right now in being able to take their time. This is VGK Insider Show chatting with the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, Brian McCormack, who called the three games this weekend for the VGK at the Prospects Tournament in Arizona. You know, Brian, kind of to, to your point, uh, as you mentioned Zach Hayes a couple of times, I just look at that defender and, and very steady in what he was doing. You kind of got the same game from him over the course of the weekend. So I guess the question for, for me is, how does Zach continue to build off of the momentum that he gained over the course of these three games? You know, I, I think one of the great things about Zach Hayes' game is its, uh, its simplicity. He's very, very within himself when he plays. He's got size. He has a good shot when he has room to take it, and I think that's something that they can try to foster as time goes on. But, you know, last year he came in on AHL deal, and that might have even been helpful. You know, he, he didn't come in with a lot of expectations weighing him down. He came in to, to play his hockey game. He's a player that, I, you know, two years ago in junior he was plus 76. So they were bringing him in to be a guy who could play defensively. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't need – Today, I think he blocked three or four shots where I saw him get up wincing. You know, he's throwing himself in front of shots. Yeah, the first period, he just rolled in front of one. Yeah, and in a rookie, and not, not to mention, you know, it was, it's a Rasmus Kapari shot. It's not like it's a guy we've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's selling out in the middle of rookie tournament games. So I think his personality and his approach to the game uh, behooves him. And, you know, as he gets more comfortable, the physicality will pick up. But there's just a, a rock steadiness there that, like, honestly, I, I don't know what's harder to teach, honestly. You would think it's harder to teach someone who can go coast-to-coast and dangle through everybody, but at the same time, some of that's just natural talent. Might, maybe sometimes it's just harder to teach someone to just be supremely disciplined uh, and, and just hard to play against. That's, that's the term I would think would come up over and over again, hard to play against. Uh, and, again, Zach Hayes, more, he looked great last year all season. Uh, this year he looked, he looked older than everybody in a way, and he's not you know, necessarily that. Uh, so if I can, I don't want to use up all the time, but one of the cool stories that Will Nichols told this week, he said, all right, well, this, this rookie tournament, you know, there were several players who were there this weekend in, in a tryout capacity. Lyndon McCallum scored two goals, a Brandon Wheat King product. Uh, those, those guys, I don't know what the plans are going to be, but those guys all at least made a good case for themselves. They played very well. Uh, and I asked uh, Will and I asked uh, Bob Lowe as well, you know, the importance uh, of the, this weekend for guys who are there on tryouts. What, what's the opportunity for them in a setting like this? And Will Nickel had the best story for that. He said, Zach Hayes, when we first saw him, again, a guy who came in on AHL contract and last year turned it into an NHL contract, 
we first saw him at this tournament a couple of years ago, I, I believe it was in Irvine, when he was at the tournament with the Anaheim Ducks as a free agent tryout guy. That's where they saw him for the first time. So, you know, tryout guys who have a good weekend can absolutely earn themselves an opportunity to prove themselves again. And that's not just on, yeah. on the VGK roster, but, but anywhere. And that's why there's so many scouts and so many, you know, so many people that you grew up watching on TV who now wear a suit and tie to the rink. Uh, there are a lot of them there this week, and it's because everyone's fascinated, and not just the young players who are contracted and drafted, but the ones who aren't, who earn an invite to this tournament. Well, the Traverse City tournament, like yep. VGK had people there. Uh, yeah. Watching that, and VGK weren't playing. They, every, everybody make sure that they're at the other tournaments to uh, to be able to catch on to uh, the talent that <laughs> is floating around. Hey, before we let you go, uh, sure. and play by play guys are freaks, and that in a good way, like Thanks. freaks, because you guys you guys remember everything. <laughs> like you remember who shot that puck that uh, that Zach Dean blocked today in a, in a rookie tournament game. So give me um, like a forty five second, sixty second wrap up of the weekend with the three scores. Oh, dear. Okay, on Friday night at Gila River Arena, it was a 5-2 loss at the hands of the Arizona Coyotes. Zach Dean and Lyndon McCallum scoring for the VGK. Phoenix score, or Phoenix, yes, they'll do that. Arizona scoring four goals on the power play and one shorthanded. Dylan Gunther, the ninth overall pick in last summer's draft, scoring twice for Arizona. On Sunday against the San Jose Sharks, also a 5-2 defeat for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jack Dugan scored on the power play. Lyndon McCallum scored as well. For the San Jose Sharks, uh, they had, I think, two power play goals. Brandon Coe had a tally. William Eklund did not get on the score sheet for the San Jose Sharks, but looked very good. He was picked seventh overall this summer. And then today, a 3-2 win for the VGK. Carl Lindbaum, we didn't get to talk about. He was the seventh-round pick this past summer in net. Very, very good. Uh, Some criticize him as a junior player. He's undersized. Well, he didn't look under. He's 6-1, so that's unfair, but he is quick great around his skates, so he was terrific today. Uh, Jack Dugan scored again. Uh, Caleb Pearson had the game winner. Jonas Rombier got on the board as well. Uh, and a well-rounded weekend for the boys in silver and gold. That's awesome. <laughs> Three games and four nights, he's just ripping it off the top of his head because I put him in a position to be brilliant. I, I spent eight hours of the weekend talking to myself, Darren, every now and then. <laughs> some of hey, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, we squeezed you in on Friday and we leaned on you again today. Uh, enjoy the stretch limo uh, on the way back uh, home because that's how you roll, pal. Darren, Ryan, thank you so much. And uh, as George McPhee said, it's full speed ahead from here. So looking forward to getting the season underway. Giddy up. Uh, thanks, BMAC. Take care, guys. Brian McCormick, uh, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, called the three games for the VGK in their rookie tournament. Like I can't do that, what what he can do with that, just yeah. ripping stuff off the top of your head from three days. If, if it's not going to be talked about like two games ago, mm-hmm. it's flush from my memory. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you... Your your note taking system is very very uh, complex, and and you have a very regimented way of clearly recalling the information that you write down. So, I, no, I get I don't it. Know I, if I do. Complex but, is the word I would use. But Duva and Gosher and and McCormick, like play by play guys, just have this mm-hmm. insane ability to do cool things. I'll tell you, if I'm ever talking with Dan, or in this case with Brian or Dave, and they recall something and I say, maybe that's different than I remember, I always assume that I'm wrong because they're 
almost always correct. Yeah. Uh, and I will admit that I was wrong in the next segment. Uh, I will eat crow. And yes. I would like somebody to bring me some salt because it's going to need to be uh, spiced up a little bit. I'm going to have to take a couple of big chunks of it. Eating crow, admitting I'm wrong, next on the VGK Insider Show. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Open phones, talking then talking to a jet setter like Brian McCormack. It's been a fun first hour of the VGK Insider Show. If you missed any of that, make sure you download our podcast. Uh, yes, I was wrong. I'll tell you how I was wrong, and oh, and I will admit to my fault. That's when we continue. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, including our top five at five, is next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.